welcome to the Sunny 16 Podcast Summer Spectacular Super Summer Special episode number... I've forgotten already, Claire, what number is it? 258. 258, yay, it's 258. <laughs> and with me this evening is obviously back from sunny Spain, the lovely Claire Marie Bailey. Claire, how are you? I'm really well, thank you. Good evening and it's really lovely to be back. I've missed you all. It's great to have you back. Joining us also is the wonderful John Whitmore. John, how are you? Ooh, yeah, well, good. Thank you very much. It's great to have Claire back, isn't it? It is lovely to have Claire back. <laughs> you, Graham. Rude. And Claire's looking lovely and sun-kissed and, oh man, well, we all need a holiday. And also joining us, and let's face it, this is probably the last time before mm. we get to call her Mummy Brewster, right? <laughs> Mummy is the wonderful Rachel. Rach, how are you? I uh, am very heavy. <laughs> Nine very heavy. days very, to go. I know. Very hot. Oh, all the rest of it, but really excited. And um, yeah, can't believe it's it's nearly baby day. Oh, my God. So, yeah. Um, yeah, still here. Um wriggling around and everything and uh yeah who knows just um whole life's gonna change in a few days time we will see how things go <laughs> a little bit john and yeah. john was saying before we started that it would be really great for our kind of clicks if you could perhaps just <laughs> go into labor on air that would be great so i Super. mean <laughs> uh, well I'll, I'll put in a request actually i i am actually having a few um of the practice ones the the braxton hicks at the moment so um if you just hear me very slightly in the background um then just ignore it it's fine um, <laughs> but i i did want to at least come along today um even if it's brief and i might have to disappear off but just to say hi, hi to you all, because it's been obviously ages since I've, I've been here. Um, I think the last one that I um, was able to record with you guys was with um, Stephen Dowling mm -hmm. when we talked about Agent Shadow and him doing the Kickstarter that was just launching, which obviously has been successful. So that was great. Um, but I have, um, of course, you know, we've been chatting in between, but we haven't actually had a chance to record a show. So it's lovely to be here and see your lovely faces and uh yeah, and everything before uh, before I disappear off for a little bit, I this guess. To be a mummy, yeah. We um, yeah. Uh, because we're obviously photography is loosely one of the reasons we get together. You were showing us all your most recent picture um, from the scan. Oh, yeah. You've been getting, and it's great because it's quite clear that it is time for that baby to be out. The <laughs> picture looks like someone's got the window pressed, face pressed right up to a window. It's all smushed. Yeah. It's like that. Ah, there's no room it, here. It did make me laugh, honestly, when I saw when I saw that I was just like I mean she's been showing us up since we started having scans like with her legs over her head and all sorts of all sorts of interesting kind of like aerobics and things um most of the time um when uh, when we've had the scans the sonographer's going oh I've not seen that before I'm like <laughs> don't don't say this please in the middle of the scan oh my god but um yeah so uh, clearly she's uh, got her own her own personality already but yeah she does look a little bit um, like she got drunk at the office party and photocopied her face <laughs> uh, <laughs> in the most okay. recent one. Um, but yeah, so uh, chubby little baby cheeks. So uh, yeah, um, really looking forward to to meeting her. I guess you know. So exciting! Um, Cannot wait. Yeah, just been just been trying to like. Um, actually, we were just talking before we started recording, weren't we, about um, what camera should I take with me, you know, um, so I can get the best angles and <laughs> and things uh, in the hospital because. 
it's, it is important to me to like mm. document it in some way, you know, uh, for there to be some something um, there. Because um, obviously it's, it's you know, photography is obviously, you know, such a huge part of my life and, and what I do anyway. And uh, so I've been thinking about it and umming and ahhing about it. But actually, like you said, Graham, it's probably best to take a camera that you can just I can hand to somebody else and they will be able to use without too much difficulty because I was like oh I'd really like to take my Olympus get some nice kind of like um you know um 35 mil um shots on my SLR and that kind of stuff but the likelihood of me being able to actually do that is obviously quite slim so um yeah so I think I might end up taking perhaps chuck the Mewtwo in my bag it's mm. small it's compact it's got a flash on it like people you know other people can just point and shoot with it literally so yeah. um yeah maybe we'll do that and the other thing that's worth bearing in mind and and john as a father can kind of back me up on this <laughs> is that really fresh babies a little bit i mean they're lovely and they're adorable but also kind of a bit gross um yeah because they got gunk i got lots of photos during that time that will never leave our house no like a horror show right (laughs) they will never never go anywhere apart from mine and Anne-Marie's eyes it's not not a pretty thing but it's a great thing to document Mm -hmm. so yeah Yeah. definitely definitely take a camera yeah absolutely that's why I was kind of thinking you know you can just focus on like little bits like the you know feet or something (laughs) (laughs) something that (laughs) is nice very safe (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, whereas, obviously, with a with a point and shoot, you're kind of capturing a scene more. You know, the chaos of of mm. that. Um, uh, but yeah, like you say, John, great great thing to to document in some way. So I think I still think it's important to to do that. So yeah, well, I'll uh, I'll let you know how we get on. It may, it may or may not happen. I'll try not to like get too hung up on it. I Just think it's, it's coat fun. a big piece of paper and make a baby cyanotype. <laughs> this has to be right. I mean, barely going to be moving. Just plonk her down there. Just let off yep. you go. <laughs> It'd be great. Uh, can you imagine what will this staff think? They'd be like, "Geez, honestly, <laughs> who's this mad woman?" It's an who's art installation. Up? I know. <laughs> what is it you cut that paper with? Well, <laughs> all right. <Yeah>. Slightly <laughs> cyanide, but listen, babies are it's tough. Known for it. Yeah. Oh. So yeah. It's- yeah, but anyway, that's that's where we're at with with that. Um, I, I was lucky enough to have a little um, uh, a little baby shower actually. Um, my my lovely um, American friend was like, right, we're gonna we're gonna do this because this is a thing that they do, and I've seen America anyway. And um, uh, so I got to go along to the to her garden and and uh, see a few people just out outside sort of thing and um yeah as part of that I was like oh maybe we can make some cyanotypes and blah 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 and had all these ideas and then it was in the middle of like that heat wave and I was like mm. I, can, I can barely move and breathe so mm. it didn't happen in the end but at some point you know uh, I'd like to do that so yeah I'm sure there's I'm sure there's creative opportunities there there will be there will be lots <laughs> handprints hand little baby yeah. handprints cyanotypes we could do that I'm sure we could do that that would be good mm. Yay. Lots of fun. So, yeah. 
That's awesome. And uh, yeah, Graham, you've got some uh, rolls of film to to process still, haven't you? Yeah, I have. I have. I've still, you know, I've... <laughs> he very, very, very generously came and uh, took some maternity photos for me. So um, I absolutely will treasure them. They're they're lovely, lovely photos. And mm. thank you so much for doing uh-huh. that. It was real. You know, it was really. I was really touched that you did that. And. Um, yeah, obviously I haven't seen haven't seen the film one yet because I knew that they they would take <laughs> a little while. They're fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it's been it's been so nice to have those. Like it's just been really special. So yeah, thank you. It was oh don't thank me, Rachel. It was a lovely way to spend spend a fun few hours with you taking pictures <laughs> alarming the people whose house we were basically whilst you were basically just getting changed to like oh well but it's good it's good you kind of get used to like listen <laughs> i'm gonna have a baby soon yeah. uh, dignity yeah. is, is gonna be going out the window yeah. so but. no exactly it was like well you know i'm just gonna hide under this tree and hope the neighbors aren't <laughs> thinking who's this crazy naked pregnant woman running mm-hmm. around in the garden yeah <laughs> Not again, but, you know, they say. <laughs> again, exactly. We suffer for our art, eh? <laughs> no, it was great. It was really good fun. And yeah, I will definitely get those pictures done imminently. <laughs> the, the stack of films. Before she's 18. <laughs> yes, definitely. Okay. Definitely before she's 18, yeah. Well, probably. Listen, <laughs> I don't make any bold promises. Um, we are mostly this evening, I think, going to be catching up and hearing what Claire has been up to because you've been the one that's been doing exciting stuff over the last. Perhaps we wanted to get to Rach first, just because, let's face it, there's a reasonable chance that you might have to bail on us, Rach. Um, yeah. And obviously, we will make sure listeners know as soon as we know, I think, uh, regards baby, <laughs> um, unless, of course, you do decide to go into labour during yeah. the next hour which yeah, would be it's, great, it's, it's a, great. I'll, I'll, I'll keep you posted don't worry yeah I'm really looking forward to hearing um, all about uh, what Claire's been up to because it sounds super exciting and obviously we've had a little chat since she got back yeah. as well Claire which yeah. is great um, because I'll be um, going on maternity leave so Claire's going to be taking over a couple of um, things for me at some point over the autumn winter which is really lovely so I'm looking forward to, uh, to her doing that as well um, and um and yeah, finding out more about the exhibition and everything, which is really exciting. And um, yeah, I, I probably will have to head off relatively soon, but I will uh, I'll be listening to the rest of the catch up um, as well. And uh, yeah, also just wanted to say thank you so much um, for all the lovely comments and support and things from the Ilford videos mm. that have gone out recently. Yeah. Um, so we've had we've had three go out. There's one more still to still to come. Um, obviously, uh, at the time, um, yeah, <laughs> she was also also there in those, which is in, an interesting kind of like development <laughs> from the first series that I did with Ilford. Um, so these are the like educational darkroom videos, um, and so yes, yeah, so we've had three go out. Um, one on printing from coloured eggs, um, mm. one using direct positive paper. Um, and one looking at like f- using fiber-based papers and things as well. So, so there's another one to come. Um, but yeah, so that's that's the main thing that I've been up to, I guess. You know, um, uh, recently, uh, it's been nice to see those going out. And uh, yeah, looking forward to hearing all about what Claire's been up to with her exhibition and everything else, and the book. And ah, and so book. exciting! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 give a second Rachel shout out for her Alfred videos because they really are great. Mm. I was watching some of them. Uh, I think I messaged you, Rachel, and just like they're they're great. 
obviously I would say that because my friend, but they are they are just properly great. They're really well done, and oh, um, yeah. and the production which has been done by uh, Adam's company Tom Foolery is spectacular on them. Really well produced videos. I think it's uh, amazing. Really. Thanks. It's been. It's you're right. Is it the cat? Oh, it's just the cat meowing at me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, thank you very much, and I will pass that on to Adam. Yeah, as as well. It's uh, it was a pleasure as always to like work with Matt and Michelle and Giles and the team at, at Ilford, and they were super accommodating. You know, especially with the fact that I've been. <laughs> it's been it's been a challenging time, shall we say. Um, mobility wise and me turning up on crutches and and them trying to like make sure that they can get me around site safely and all of this kind of thing so um yeah worked, did they have a golf really cart for you to go around they on. did they did yes. it was great and it had flashing lights and everything <laughs> <laughs> i'm afraid not actually Aww. but um but they did say you know if if you want to use the 100 year old wheelchair that we've got out the back you know um in the skip then we'll fish it out for you um and i said i think i'll be okay i'll just uh, i'll just be slow i'll be on my crutches i'll be slow but they were they were great and and to be honest once i got into the room because obviously we shot it all in there in their dark room on site um we were just kind of like in there really so it was fine it did make me laugh though at one point when like um obviously their sort of um uh man, one of the managers turned up to to kind of like come and talk to us and uh, i was just there bouncing up and down on my like birthing ball being like you probably have don't see this every day i guess but <laughs> in between takes i was sort of like sitting on that bouncing around on that and then stand up and do another take so yeah it was an interesting experience <laughs> and uh, yeah a lot of fun like i say it was lovely to see the team again and work with them and i i hope the videos are useful like it's been it's been really nice to see you know the comments that come through from people like getting back into film getting back into the dark room and being like oh yeah i've forgotten i've got this box of paper or i could try that or i've ne I never even knew that would you know work so it's been lovely to to find that people have started to experiment more and get back into the dark room and try some things out so yeah that's been really mm. lovely. That's very cool. Well, we should move on, Claire, to what you've been up to, because you have been, as I said, you've been away. You have been at the Experimental Photography Festival having, I suspect, a fairly great time. I hope so, after all the stress and trauma that was in the run up to it. <laughs> so, oh, my goodness, where to even start, Claire? Where to even start? Tell us about your week. <laughs> well, actually, it was fun. It was fantastic. So all credit to, um, you know, Pablo... Chiori and Laura Ligali, Ligali, who who were the directors of the festival, um, for putting together you know really well organised um, week of of events really or a few days. I was there obviously um, a few days in advance because um, I'd been working on an exhibition which was called Night Journeys. Um, and then, of course, I was I wasn't working alone on it. I was working with um, a Norwegian artist um, called Gisla Gisle Natas, Natas, excuse me, um, who did the sound intervention for the exhibition. So together, um, we spent a few days kind of assembling it um, and putting it together in the gallery. And you know, it was it was a really really positive experience. So um, we had. Um, the images that I'd um, curated and we hung them up and we had mirrors there. Um, Gisler had done a 16-minute um, sound um, installation 
um, which he'd done sounds through. It's quite interesting, and we've I've done an interview with uh, with Gisler, which we will listen to. Um, sounds through his Leica M9, and that was 16 minutes. And then, so we had the images, the sound, and then we had some. I did a 16 minute um, films, uh, film films on a loop, snippets of certain films. So yeah, um, we got there um after much toil <laughs> literally sweats because it was so hot there um and we had a really good opening um apart from the fact that the day before i i walked into some closed glass doors <laughs> and then <laughs> in the gallery and uh, got a massive black eye uh, for the opening night <laughs> <laughs> you sent us but a picture, was... didn't you, Claire? It was a did... proper shiner. It was a real shiner. I knew straight away because um, obviously it's very sunny in Barcelona. I mean, Barcelona, for listeners, I'm sure a lot of listeners have been to Barcelona. And if they haven't, I really recommend it. I mean, it's, a, it's, it's just a beautiful, it's a glorious city. And of course, Barcelona in July is <laughs> is um, glorious and, and exceptionally warm. Um, and of course, we were in a gallery and there was glass doors, which we shut them because people were coming in and we were trying to set things up. And there was a lot of, you know, equipment around. And um, I forgot they were shut and it's sunny and the doors were glass. And I thought I need some water. And I walked straight out, bang, <laughs> full force <laughs> into these doors. And I knew straight away it really hurt. I thought I'm going to have a massive black eye. And I did. <laughs> but there we are. What can we do? But oh, yeah, wow. so... So it was, it was really great. So um, so there was our um, exhibition, which was in a wonderful gallery called Saint-Luc. Um, and if you know Barcelona, it's right near um, the Santa Catarina market, near there. Um, and that's running till September the 15th. So if you're, if you're heading to Barcelona, um, please do go and have, 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 have a look at that. Um, we were one of four exhibitions, um, so I also did an interview with um, Catalan artist Cristina Fonserer, um, who was one of the curators for an exhibition called Struck by Light, um, and that was beautiful. Um, um, and it, it, that that had been part of, do you, have you heard of The Hundred Heroines, um, yes. which is a London, yeah, so um, that's the kind of platform to promote um, female photographers. And um, the American photographer and artist Ellen Carey had done a call out for that. And, um, it, you know, so the ex uh, struck by light, she'd called it the exhibition. And then that exhibition then came to the Experimental 21 Festival in Barcelona. Um, and that was wonderful. And there was just a whole host of... Um, talks uh, and and workshops um so some really interesting um and you know as always very varied and diverse um work going on from you know multiple exposures film soups um so uh, experimental they, architecture you know some of them online didn't they this yes year? they put yeah. some online and i'm sure they will be they will be again um myself and Gisler, we did a talk on experimental exhibitions <laughs> i've got my huge black eye in, in it <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but yeah so, so there's a lot of really really you know really great stuff and you learn and it's really lovely because i think the festival part it brings 
there's about 300 people that come from all over the world into you know into Barcelona um, and everyone shares and learns from each other um, as well as you know you meet meet new people and you enjoy the the wonderful city that is that is Barcelona so it was very very positive very good what was the response really to your exhibition like Claire it was it was positive yeah it was good we got really good feedback um and we were happy i mean i think we were both happy with it in the end um there's um i if you maybe we'll put some links to this show uh into the show so you can see see the exhibition um certainly um gisler has put quite a lot up on his website of of um pictures of the show so you could see it um and there's a little talk as well so that might be nice for listeners to to have a look mm-hmm. um yeah so there's positive positive feedback can you, remind, were you we involved, worked sorry right, were you involved in like were the images framed um how were they how was no, displayed um i basically um from the starting point you know several months ago uh, Gizzler and I were meeting on Zoom to sort of plan it from scratch. And so once we've made the selection and we agreed, um, I put forward the sizes. So I, I did them 50 by 50 or 50 by 57 and um, onto foam, foam board because right. there wasn't a budget for like dye bond, yeah. um, which I like. So they were on foam, uh, foam board, yeah. Um, and if you, you'll see... Um, we'll put a link to to some images so you can see the gallery you can see the layout um of how how they were presented and obviously the sounds and and everything so it was a real we wanted to put on a show that involved all the senses really so that you walk into the gallery space and you see the you know you see the images you hear the sound the sound brings the images to light life sorry and you really feel and then obviously you've got the the films going as well which kind of complement the still images and so there's an atmosphere and a mood and I felt as well in the in the gallery at the opening um particularly as the night went on I sort of turned the lights down slightly um because I felt like that just really set off a different sort of a mood and with the films in the background as well and, and you didn't um, want people to see your black eye as well. And I didn't want people to see my black eye. In fact, <laughs> I had black eye. There's a picture of me on my opening. I've got a black eye and I've got dirty knees as well because I was. <laughs> we were literally <laughs> working up to the wire. <laughs> and so I was bending down. I hadn't realised I got like big dirty knees and, and a black eye. But there you go. <laughs> Claire, can you remind me, um, were all visitors to your exhibition people who were guests or people who had would sort of apply to go to the um I think it was or a mix- open to the public as well. It was a mixture, yeah, it was a mixture. A lot of them were participants mm-hmm. and obviously because of COVID, so you had to kind of book your space um online and get like a code and everything. And it was but it was full, you know, for the full full time that it was that evening. So it was a mixture of participants and also there were some uh local people you know mm-hmm. some uh some local artists that that came as well so it was a mixture yeah so it was it was good i know that as part of the uh show and part of your ticket you got to choose to do a couple of workshops or classes is that right i did yeah 
So tell us so, about what you chose to do. Okay, I, I chose two. One was cancelled because the individual actually, because of the COVID situation, if you remember, before I went out with her, we were having the conversations about how is it going to pan out with, with COVID. So one of the workshops I chose was um, Experimental Cinema, which happened, didn't go ahead actually because the individual couldn't come over from uh, where they were due to the situation. But I went to um, a light painting workshop with... Um, the Italian photographer Felicita Russo and um, I've actually done an interview with her as well which we will hear and it was just a fantastic workshop I feel all fired up so I'm going to go away and get my uh, get my lasers and everything so we were doing um, she did a fantastic talk I went to her talk as well so and, and it's it's actually really interesting Felicita's apart from her work is really great She's really interesting because um, she's actually uh, an astrophysicist. She's got a PhD in, in in astrophysics and she worked for NASA for a short time. So this has kind of fed her interest. And I can really see that in her work because her work, we, we were talking about her work and it has a kind of space age kind of stardust kind of feel to it. Um, so in her workshop, yeah, we were we did a lot with um, stencils and fiber brushes, um, light painting, and then for me, um, the best was we went, you know, we went full Luke Skywalker, and um, we got out all the sabers and everything, and I was just having a great time. <laughs> and what what medium were you doing the um, light trails on? So we were doing Polaroid. Yeah, yeah. And oh, nice. it was just superb. It really, really was. And so um, there was a small, we were workshop. There was about was six of us in the workshop, was there? Or were there less? Not many, you know, small numbers, which is really nice because then it's really nice and intimate and you really form a group. So we were all then taking it in turns between being like the model, being doing the light painting, um, being in charge of like the, you know, the the timer and stuff. So it was great. And um, towards the end, we were just like on of the workshop, we were just on a roll where we were like, oh, I want to do more of this and that's, we need more seconds. And I, I was really happy. And, and I felt like I made a couple of really nice images in her workshop, felt Excellent. inspired to come away, um, went to her talk the next day, um, which was fantastic, you know, hearing about her and her journey and uh, about how she got into photography. And then... Um, I, then I did an interview with her for our show and um, then I said, you know what, Felicita, <laughs> it was my last night in Barcelona, I said, I've got I'm, my hotel, she, she wasn't too far away from me and I said, um, I wish I could show it to you, maybe I will, we'll put it, maybe we can, sh we can scan it up and put it in um, with a link to her page. I said, I'm in this hotel and it's got an amazing rooftop. I think light painting on my rooftop of my hotel would be really good. And she was like, yeah, I think that's a good idea. So basically on my last night, um, she joined me on the rooftop. Um, there was another uh, uh, girl uh, from Paris, Marjolaine, who actually was the poster picture for our show, who happened to be staying in the same hotel as me. So we were all on the roof. Um, I got kind of dressed into one of my outfits uh, for my characters and we did great light painting um, on, on, on the roof of my hotel and I had some round framed Polaroids, which I thought would go really well. And, and we just, you know, 
she, we did amazing, I think, some really good pictures. Her pictures are great. You know, she's got the skill. I, I, I just stood there. And she did everything. <laughs> <laughs> you just stood there um, and looked great. Well, um, so there. with a Polaroid yeah. camera, how mm. I don't know what Long exposure. Yeah. Well, you can get, you know, some of the, you can get like um, some of them that you can operate manually. So you can um, do the, you can alter, you know, the, the, um, expose you know the exposures um oh, okay. so yeah i so, thought they were the reason i thought they were all automatic polaroids and you can mm, control the, the shutter and no you can you can control some of them um like stop the jack button do the you know long exposures right. um change the yeah apertures so yeah so that was great so i just had to kind of <gasps> breathe and not move and think i can't move now and i was wondering but you know i think um they didn't come out blurry, you know, so it was okay. <laughs> but yeah, no, fantastic. So I'm all fired up. That's my next thing now, light painting with my Luke Skywalker. So talking of light, though, <laughs> you could probably do with some light on you right now because you've just disappeared. I know. I've gone into the gloom again. <laughs> it's I'm great. Just go For <laughs> listeners who can't obviously see what we can see, if anybody ever watched Red Dwarf back in the day, uh, Claire currently looks like Holly, just this floating face in total darkness. It's great. Um, and, and that's obviously where all similarities to Holly, the AI from Red Dwarf, end. Um, I'm back. You're back. There you go. Much better. <laughs> Beautifully lit again now, Claire. Um, mm. So with this new light painting that you're so keen to get into, is this yes. something that, you're, that you want to incorporate into your existing style of work? Have you got ideas that you want to bring or is this going to be some new directions for you? I've already got ideas, yeah. When I was doing the workshop, I've wanted to do light painting before, um, Graham, but um, I've not really... And I've kind of tried to look into what do I need and stuff like that. So that was really helpful. So no, definitely I'm going to be doing some. But the 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 thing the thing is, I won't be doing it on myself, obviously. Well, I could try, hmm. but um, I've got ideas. I'm going to have to have. Um, I'm going to have to be like the ninja in the dark and get a couple of um, models so that I can. <laughs> I have got ideas, and I've got, yeah. That sounds awesome. Some ideas moving forward. Yeah, it was really good. Really good workshop that was. Um, uh, I went to another great talk as well. Um, again, you know, my Gisler, who I worked with on the, the show, because he's an architect by, you know, he's a, he's an architect who does our stuff with architecture and sound as architecture. So there there was a conference, a talk, um, him and another another gentleman called Albert, who did um, a talk on experimental architecture and I actually really like architecture and um, the older I've got, the more I, I really, I'm really interested in it. I really like it. So that was actually a really, really good talk as well. Um, so there's lots of really, you know, interesting um, things to dip in and out of. Um, they were doing um, on the roof, it was so hot though, um, of one of the places where a lot of the conferences were because it was split between different venues um, they had a huge, um, large format camera um, where you could go up and have your portrait done um, if you wanted to. And I did, did book you? In and then, well, I, I emailed, I did, and I emailed and I booked, and then I ran a bit late because um, it was so hot. And, and, usually, and I love the heat, and I always think that I can handle the heat, but it was literally so hot that by 
a certain point in the day I would like get like brain fog I couldn't even think and it was, it was dripping with sweat so I fell a bit behind in time and so by the time I got there and I climbed all the stairs I couldn't find them and I was like <laughs> dripping in sweat thinking oh. and you had a mild concussion as well mild the, concussion uh, black uh, eye so maybe that's a real shame because that would have made a lovely large format a picture of you dripping yeah. with sweat with a black eye that would have been one for the ages <laughs> yeah <laughs> me on my holidays yeah with a black eye yeah typical but no it was a fantastic fantastic festival a fantastic time um and, and like you say nice to meet so many different you know different people and hear about their work and their projects and yeah and straight away I mean they're I've noticed they're selling tickets for next year's experimental festival 2022 so I think I'd definitely like to go to that that's awesome. Um, yeah. I'm going to go next year. I'm saying yeah. it now. I'm going to yeah, go next year. Definitely. It's really good. <laughs> really very good. In terms so, of the again, exhibitions, Claire, was there anything that really grabbed your eye? What, what, were your fa- what was your favourite exhibition or favourite exhibitions that you saw? Ours, of course. <laughs> well, obviously, I mean, but you would never say that out loud because yeah. obviously of humility, etc. No, I'm, but... I'm teasing. <laughs> struck by light. The struck the struck by light one was really good. Yeah, um, that was really good as well. It's very colourful because you know I love love colour, mm-hmm. um, and the way it had been all put together. So there was a, some monochrome work in there, but a lot of it was colour, mm-hmm. um, and just different again, different te- techniques. Um, so for me, the struck by light one, which is all, which was all, you know, part of the hundred heroines, um, so all female photographers from all around, all around the world, excuse me. Um, that was kind of one of my highlights. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Um, given the nature of the show, the fact that it is the, the experimental photography festival, was there anything that you can think of that you saw there that you kind of went, oh, okay, this is something new to me was there anything that really caught your eye in terms of just um unfamiliarity with it a new technique that you've never come across before or a way that people are working you're like okay this might be a thing i want to look into in the future was there anything like that or was it mostly fairly familiar stuff to you at this point it wasn't mostly fairly familiar but i think um we because i because we were putting because we were one of the exhibitions so i spent like literally three four days literally putting that up and putting it together till like nine at night so that was um I couldn't really go anywhere or do anything because it's focused on that um but I think for me you know the light painting the light painting workshop um with these fabulous sabers honestly um when we, if we have a get together and I'll get some we'll have to is this basically sort of just you because you want to go cosplaying as a Jedi Knight? No, that, no, 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 uh-huh. no, no. Because it's no, sounding no. quite a lot like that. No, no. Um, but you know, I, just speaking to people as well. I think um, when you're, you know, obviously when you you, you meet people and and you talk to people. So, um, for example, I spent um, some time with um, the Paris photographer Marjolaine. Um, and she has a dark room in Paris and she does Polaroids, but she does other work as well in 35 mil. So it was really like interesting hearing her process as well, just talking to people and, and hearing about their processes and, um, you know, their their inspirations as well was was, was really good. That's, and, that's um, it's great, isn't it? Like I'm mm. in 
I'm in the middle of a three-day art lab at the moment. It's been okay. Um, and there are like six artists, and we've all got completely different practices and mm. processes. Like one of them works with a virtual reality and completely digital work. Yeah. But to, when you get together and you start talking about just what you do, it completely opens your mind to how like other things that can influence what you do rather than being totally. kind of stuck in your usual yeah rut, as it I, it's I, like I just little sparks i completely agree and you get really inspired don't you that's how i felt i felt really inspired i feel like as well i really like um i've realized in exhibitions i, I really like having i really like the fact that there was sound a sound insula installation mm -hmm. excuse me with the images i think those two things marry really well um so and i loved hearing all the different sounds <laughs> we did um, the coolest thing today we had speakers the, the thing that i'm doing is based around coventry canal mm, and we mm. were working with sound for some of it and we had mm. these speakers that would float on the water so you Fantastic. could put them out and they were connected by bluetooth and it's about creating like an art installation with your like using different senses mm. so sound is very important for that but it's like mm. how can you use that in that space so actually getting the sound floating on the water it's just it's such a weird thing to hear it, it coming from there rather yeah. than just like mm. directing your ears yeah definitely yeah. and people really engaged i mean in in our exhibition you know people were like standing under because the um gizla had hung the, the the speakers in different places and different heights so if you you know if you'd go under one and some were low down some were high up you, you know it would be a different experience so it was a very um the you know people would engage in many yeah. different ways in 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 the show which was really nice um how, how did yeah. you not walk into the speakers claire <laughs> a miracle isn't it really <laughs> I'm, so, trip over the table and knock the whole lot over. <laughs> in in terms of this uh, multi-sensory experiences that clearly you, you know mm. you've just done the exhibition john you're you're doing something on those lines now i mean the next step has to be smell right you need to bring smell <laughs> into this as well because smell i and i, I appreciate well, you laughing it's not a joke john me to take this seriously <laughs> but the thing is like smell is such an important triggering um sense. Oh, I agree. more than almost mm. anything else you smell something and it gives you such an immediate sense memory mm. um i don't know how you um easily make that happen well probably not easily is how you make that happen but um you know that needs to be the next step claire and then yeah. touch you just go around giving me nice... a black eye <laughs> every like leaves looking like you yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, go around stroking everybody um, with some oil burning or something. Yeah, then it, it, it all. Just Claire go around stroking you with burning oil. Okay. Um... No, so for a nice smell, like some nice kind of you know, I don't know, lovely uh, scented oils or something. Yeah. No, it was, it was excellent. We really, had a really really great time, and of course, this was all happening at the backdrop of um, of Barcelona, which is just such a beautiful city um so you know there was a lot of like really lovely lunches and talk and you know talking talking always about you know people's work and stuff so it's really lovely and i managed to create some new work for myself as well great <laughs> which which was nice so because when i went because i knew i was going to be there for i was actually there for 10 nights so i i spread myself between three hotels um 
So I know people think that, you know, oh, what are you doing, Claire? You know, checking in and checking out. But I sort of sourced them thinking which ones might, well, a couple of them anyway. I thought I knew I'd have had have the first weekend where the gallery, excuse me, the gallery was shut so I wouldn't be able to go in. So I thought that's where I'll sort of just have a bit of me time and um, try and do some work. So um, the first hotel I booked myself into, I booked it because it had this rooftop. And, th and that was another thing it had, you know, for, from a photography point of view and, and uh, just from a wonderful point of view, um, spent a lot of time on rooftops and, you know, the views are just incredible <laughs> in Barcelona. So I booked this hotel <laughs> and I, I thought oh, it's got a nice pool and it's got pink walls and, I, and I'd kind of envisaged what I would do. And I had all stuff with me. And, of course, <laughs> when I arrived, <laughs> they'd painted the pink walls terracotta. So my sort of uh, ideas sort of fell apart um, quite quickly. So that was that was the first one. That was Did you bit, complain? But, Should no, I ask you your money back? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. No. Had a lovely gelato shop next door, so I was all right. Um, <laughs> uh, yay. <laughs> so, um yeah, so so you know that was that was the first idea gone. Then I kind of went from there down to really to another hotel, kind of on the beachfront, which had really lovely you know architecture and stuff and and views. And actually, I was very very lucky there because um, there was some sort of mix up with my room, and I turned up and it wasn't ready, and there was a bit of a cock up, and you know I just left my luggage and I went off and I came back and I, I think it was like three hours I had to wait three hours to get my room and so as an as a as a, a thank you for my patience um they gave me about in fact they gave me a voucher for a, for the bar and a drink which I took but I never actually never cashed that voucher but is um, it because you had a black eye they were scared no I didn't have a black eye by <laughs> that point that was that was pre-black eye <laughs> but I just I don't know why I just didn't I kept come home with that um but anyway they upgraded me to the 17th floor of this place and um, <laughs> that sounds suspicious doesn't it <laughs> yeah what what sounds suspicious? <laughs> know, what happens on the seventeenth floor? Yeah, what happens? Amazing views happen on the seventeenth floor. Right. Honestly, it was just incredible. Yeah, really lovely. Um, so I spent a lot of time just sitting in my <laughs> in this room, this amazing room on the seventeenth floor, thinking, "Oh, look at this view! It's really nice." And then I was working out as well. I'd already done a recce round there, and I was kind of working out where I where 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 I would be and what time, you know, as we do, what time the sun was going to hit, you know. So I had to get up at six one day and then I had to wait till sort of <laughs> three and then I had to wait till this time. But it was all all worth it and really nice. And then I went to another part uh, for the rest of the, just the rest of the stay near the gallery right, in, you, in the bo bo Bourne area, which is beautiful. It's my favourite part. Were you just shooting with Polaroid? Yeah, yeah, projects? I did. Yeah, How I did. I had so much, I had so much stuff. Oh, that's a good point, actually. Um it must have been about 12 packs and even out of that you know I'll probably probably I've got low pals like this but I probably won't put that many up online you know I get like I no. see but um I have I had a lot of stuff with me John because I had stuff for the exhibition mm -hmm. because I I um I brought like a big red curtain because I wanted to do like a David Lynch red curtain over the uh, screen where we were showing yeah. films. So I bought stuff with me that would be needed for the ex exhibition. And so my case was pretty full. So I couldn't. Um, you didn't get because I was going customs. to. No, no, I was because I was going to bring a I was thinking about bringing a 35 mil and then a film cam, you know, a moving film uh, camera. But I thought, no, I'm taking I've already got like a lot in my case. 
What's, um, um, what's the deal with Polaroid and airport scanners? The deal is never put your film, but then I would never put any other film in your, um, what you call it, in the in the hold ever, yeah. ever, ever in the hold. Um, I always carry my film in, because in, for me, I will always book um, not just a small bag, you know, like a lot of airlines you go on, or the ones I go on, or the budget ones, you know, you, it's like one bag <laughs> under the seat, but I'll do that thing where you, it's almost like you can take a little case on, because uh, I like to, I'll have all my, my cat i won't put any cameras if i can avoid it in my luggage i have done in mm -hmm. the past but i have it i have them in my hand luggage so all my film sorry goes through hand luggage it goes through hand luggage yeah um i've when i first ever began taking you know going abroad in spain i was really really worried about it because i was convinced it was going to wipe the whole film and i tried at manchester to get them if they would hand check it you know but they didn't, so it did go through. But it's never, it's never wiped. In fact, this this is the first time, and I don't know if it was a result of the scanner or whether it was just not a good batch of film that I had, um, because I had like it, the film failed, and I, at first I thought, "God, is my camera gone?" Um, but it must have been the battery pack, and I, some of the film had like a green green tinge. So I think it might have just been the film stock that i had maybe as opposed to the scanner yes yeah. so never like ever last, put you in the last through. few years i think it's a it's at heathrow and manchester they've had these new scanners installed that you should not put roll film through at all um whereas the old style it, it was okay if as long as they weren't iso i just wondered yeah. if polaroid yeah. Is, 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 is this though the scanners in the hole that go, you know what you, that your suitcase no, is going through you're talking about nice. hand luggage hand luggage yeah. okay well mine survived apart from like that one pack it's the first time ever that i had an issue with one pack but yeah. maybe knowing that john i'll try again to try and get them to sort of hand check it um the problem, I think it, it depends on the airport and what sort of scanners they've got. And it depends, yeah, and it depends on, I suppose, depends on the individuals as well because um, they might think, well, we don't recognise this film, you've got to put it through. But it, it's always the it's always the gamble, isn't it, going through mm. the I dread that bit, going through the scanners, yeah. <laughs> so, but never, ever in the hold. I think, I think if you put it in the... I think I'm right, aren't I? If you put it in the, if you put film in your luggage, in your case that goes into the airport, into the airplane hold, I think you've had it. I think you, it will just wipe your, damage your film, fog your film, or whatever. It certainly gets hit by mm. a more intense X-ray. Yeah, for sure. yeah, yeah. The scanners are blasting that. Uh, it sounds like a really fabulous trip, Claire. Um, it was really, really great. Really great. Pretty jealous. Not gonna lie. Um, I think John clearly is as well. We could, I mean, yeah. The photography Ooh. festival sounds great. Being in Barcelona for 10 days sounds great. All of it sounds great. I met Justin Quinnell as well, but I didn't realise oh, that I didn't realise who he was at the time. <laughs> so it's quite a distinct looking character. I mean Yeah, I know, but I was speaking to him, but I didn't realise it was him until I've seen seen him on um social media. <laughs> yeah so he was there so i think he was busy doing a lot of um he was doing a lot of workshops as well mm. and a talk i think yeah 
Yeah, Justin, he's got uh, actually. Let me just very quickly find now because uh, I know he's actually got. Seeing as we've mentioned it, he's got more workshops coming on. He's got um, outdoor plant photography workshops going out on at the moment at um, St Paul's Learning Centre in Bristol. So, uh, anybody who's interested in going and seeing, I think this is the last one actually, his final workshop. Mm. So, go to um, the Real Photography Company forward slash events to find out about that because yeah. Been so great. he got home he got home okay because i remember we had a conversation about what would happen because we had to have you know you had to have a, a pcr test to, to go mm-hmm. out and you had to give the results to your airline and then you had to have um a pcr test in barcelona 48 um no no less than 48 hours before you came home mm-hmm. so that was the fear you know and like he said so what's what does happen and i said I think you can't go home. I think you have to stay in Barcelona for 10 days, which, what a shame. Yeah, Although it's the expense. <laughs> Although it's the expense, isn't it? That's, that's, the, gam- that's the gamble. Um, so we're both okay. Yeah, I've never Good. had so many COVID tests in one short space of time. <laughs> I, I, I have so far managed to get through this entire pandemic. I haven't had one test yet. Haven't you? I haven't, oh. I haven't had any reason to. No, um, my, my solitary life. <laughs> but you haven't you had COVID? Didn't you? Well, didn't you get it? I, I listen. Maybe, but I'm still not convinced. It would, listen, let's not quibble about who. <laughs> but I didn't have a test, John. <laughs> That's the important no. thing. Um, there's more stuff to talk to you about in a little. Okay, but before we do, John, what have you been up to over the last week? Yeah, well, don't worry, we'll get to it. We know. Jeez. Now she's put the lights on. She's yeah, like, exactly. Now it's all. I can see why you got that black eye now. It's all the grief you were giving the people out in Spain, isn't it? <laughs> so, John, let's hear a bit more about this um, three-day thing that you're doing at the moment. Uh, so it's an artist's lab course type thing, learning about uh, Coventry Canal and mm. kind of place-based art with a view to creating temporary events and installations to present work and kind of engage people in, in your work. Mm-hmm. Um, today was quite an intense day kind of going through the legalities of actually creating place-based work. Part of it was about creating permanent art. So like big, big stuff, you know, like, um, like things like from billboards to i don't mm. know huge slides or something that's an art installation and just how you even go about getting permission for stuff like that. and it's the thing the reason i'm doing it fundamentally is because i want to break the the, the process i'm in which is for basically forcing everything i do to be analog yeah. and ultimately that being restricting and i want it's very limiting thinking well everything that i produce can only go up in a white wall gallery you know that's Mm. how i always see the end result um and it's like so how what options are there how can i break my trains of thought regards work production and conceptualizing and what i'm trying to say and how that can work in specific spaces um so there's, there's huge different elements to it and directions you can come from but my brain is just overwhelmed with information Mm. and but totally inspired as well this there's just so much to take on board so many different ways of looking at things um and part of this is we get to create something which will then be exhibited 
um, or pass an event at the end of the month. So mm. you have, we've got two weeks to create something. Gosh. And then potentially that will then go on to be commissioned for a larger exhibition at the end of November. Wow. It's, it's all really exciting and I'm thoroughly enjoying it. And it's completely Good. different to what I normally would yeah. do. Um, but So like one example to kind of bring it back to analog photography, um, Dom, the, one of the guys taking the course today, he was talking about uh, an installation he worked on in Bristol, which involved, it was a walking tour. Mm. And at one point, somebody would pick up an old radio and in the bottom of this radio, it projected an image onto the floor as you were carrying it. So I don't know um, if you've seen on like on modern cars, when you open a door, a light beams yeah. down from the door mm. to show mm. you that I think they're called puddle lights or something to stop you stepping into a puddle. <laughs> Apparently all modern posh cars have them. Um, and he, <laughs> he basically re he took one of these because they're really cheap to buy off eBay. Look it in the bottom of a radio, um, so it was a small projector. But what he needed was a tiny image or text that he could project down. And the solution he found for that was to take a photograph of it on 35mm film and then use that as the project, like the source for the projection. Because he tried drawing it by hand, it wasn't defined enough. Mm. He tried printing it, that was too pixelated. A, a inkjet printer isn't like high enough res for it. So his solution was to take a photo on analog film. And I, like, I think that's really interesting is that actually like this interplay between analog and digital and how it can connect and work together rather than mm. them being like two separate entities. Um, so that was kind of one example that really kind of sparked my interest of actually projecting in kind of an analog way but it having this like it had like digital technology it had like a i think it had a raspberry pi inside that was detecting it had a sensor on it as well and like a transmitter and stuff so it's just this combination of disciplines to to create a piece of mm. work it's quite interesting but yeah really exciting and uh that's really cool I, my mind. I, I love that 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 way of um of making art available to people in ways that they're much more likely to engage with it as you said the the idea of oh if you want to go and see art you're going into a gallery you're going to look up pictures on walls and it can be so much more than that from what both of you guys were saying and it can reach out to people who just won't engage with the traditional gallery experience um, mm -hmm. that sounds really awesome is this all part of the uh, city of culture stuff that's going on um it, the exhibitions are partly funded i think by city of culture Mm -hmm. um i know that it's a currently company called ludic rooms uh they've been around for nearly 20 years i think um but yeah so some of the projects that they're working on are part funded by city of culture but it's it's mm -hmm. a big part of it is about getting people to the canal basin in Coventry because it's just anti like nobody goes there but it's actually a really beautiful spot two mm -hmm. minutes away from the city center um and I was saying to one of the tutors today, it's actually, in some ways, it's a shame to drive more people there because it's going to ruin the atmosphere of the place, which is a very peaceful and quiet place. Um, but then there are benefits to it, you know, because once you get businesses there, you can drive traffic. Mm. And if you can then think about it being an art place as well and communicating with people and engaging the community and, and everything through through art, then there are other benefits to having more people in that space hmm. so this is a 
a course that you're do you paid to go on to or did you apply to go on to it how does this work john it was an application i'm not i'm not paying i'm being funded to be on it which is really nice because that makes a change um and i don't know how many people applied but there are six of us involved in it mm. um so yeah i feel very very lucky but it's the usual application nightmare i filmed filled in the the google forms hit send it crashed oh, i've lost yeah. all the work that i'd written <laughs> so yeah, panicked and this was like five minutes before the deadline as oh, well yeah i've got my Harriet screaming in the background so I quickly fired off an email to the the people who were running it and that they allowed me to just submit it again fortunately um, yeah it was an application process and then like I say potential missioning from it but ultimately it's just great to work like Claire was saying earlier just to be around other artists in yes. fairly in a kind of formal capacity in a way rather than like I hang out with artists all the time and but it's mm. it's nice to do it in a kind of semi-structured way as well because that's yeah. really kind of getting your creative juices flowing and definitely sparking off each other definitely <laughs> Raheem doesn't want create, creative and juices I don't want to hear about your juices John <laughs> and see how other people are more organized than you are <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> that's what I find mine's more wow. chaos yeah no but you learn from other people don't you and you, you you see how how their processes and just how you know you you always learn from other people are you going to do a billboard John I like the idea of that <laughs> massive billboard no I the, the talk this morning about kind of large-scale site-based art I was just completely put off by because really? yeah. of like the things that you need to go through to get permission and like so the other big thing about the commissioning element of site-based art that's more permanent mm. is it's very much top down so it will come from local authorities right. and then that feeds down through to the artist as opposed to an artist having an idea yeah. and approaching somebody to get permission and mm -hmm. funding and work from there it comes it always comes from the other direction so it's very difficult you kind of you apply for these things but you almost have to have an infrastructure there to be able to do it before yeah. being commissioned to do it yeah. which i found really right and like the person doing the talk was like yeah it's completely back to front because you you need money to almost be able to apply for these things before getting the money you need to yeah. have almost commissioned yeah. Because you need a support team around you. Like she was talking about working with construction teams in some situations, you know, like having crane hire come in to lift certain items into into place and everything. So it's like, how can you budget or like have partners for those things if you don't have a, a budget already? You mm. know, if you don't have the money to commission, you know, it's, it's all back to front. But uh, yeah. uh, maybe it's something I'll explore in the future. But yeah, at the moment, slightly a, a small step from gallery space for the outdoors and then who knows where it'll go after that <laughs> so like one of the places that i've explored with this year of putting my work is into my zine and getting it into yes and more accessible printed form rather than individual prints yeah um, which you've recently experienced haven't you claire what's that uh, oh print yes getting yes print. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your latest news so uh my latest yeah my latest news is um there's a new book out which i'm really lucky to be part of so it's called polaroid now 
um, and it's a it's a lovely colourful um, hardback book. Polaroid now: the history and future of Polaroid photography, um, and um, it's out on Chronicle Chroma Books, which I believe is a San Francisco publishers. Mm -hmm. Um, and you can get it in, um, and it's so it's the history and future of Polaroid photography, and you can, it's available um, in most bookshops and online. You can get it on um, Amazon, but nice if you've got a nice independent independent bookshop, go to your local bookstore. Yeah. So um, yeah, so it's just got a whole. It's just got the work of a variety of of um different polaroid artists um and i'm lucky to be in there um how did you on page how did 44 you, how did you get how did you find out about the opportunity to be in this um i, I actually didn't know about it um it, it's because it's going back it's been in the it's been in the offing for quite some time and, and someone told me about it and there was a call and then the um the editor um had um, made contact with different groups and different people. Um, yeah, and um, he said that he liked some of my work, so I was asked to send a couple of images, which they sort of, I, I, well, I selected, I sent a few, and then they select, they asked me to send um, the two that are in the book at a kind of higher res, you know, which mm -hmm. is what I did. Um, and then I was, yeah sent some paperwork and different things and then that was it and i didn't hear anything for a long time so i wondered what was happening and then yeah here it is but it's it is it's a really lovely book um yeah so that's uh that's been my nice um surprise was there, was there a theme that you had to submit on or is it just no 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 it, there was no theme um i think it's just like it's it's um i think it's showcasing so it's like the history of of polo photography um, and the future of Polaroid photography. So the first book um, he bought, there's another book that predates this one called, just called Polaroid, um, and that was on Tashin. Um, and so this is kind of the follow-up book to that, to that book. Um, the history of it, so, you know, you open it, and it's so it's got, there's some beautiful um, portraits, you know, Andy Warhol's done, so I'm looking at one now, Debbie Harry. Um there's Keith um, hiring in here. There's a lot of people in here. Um, yeah, so it's it's really nice to to be amongst them Thanks. on page forty four. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, Claire. That's and there's really a cool. and there's a variety of different formats, you know, as well. So That's, it's a really nice book. It look yeah, it looks like a really beautiful quality book actually. Yeah, it's a lovely, colourful hardback book, and I was just saying it's. It's available in most uh, books, bookshops. Yeah. That's very cool. I'm sure I saw somebody else online. I'm terrible because I don't really follow Twitter. But wasn't there somebody else in the community who's also in that book? Um, John, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, there's, there's a few. There's yeah. um, Lisa, um, Lisa Tobas, who, mm -hmm. who came on on film shows in there. Julia Bayer's in here. Um, there's, there's a few. There's a few. Um, Ina's in there. You know, there's a few few mm -hmm. of my film friends that I know um, that I know well actually that that are in, in the books. It's really nice that we're all kind of together in 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 there. That's great. Lovely coffee table book. It's yeah, been a, it's yeah. been a fairly active couple of weeks for you, hasn't it, Claire? With one thing, it's and been really yeah, it's been been uh, really really busy, um, but in a but in a really good way, in a very good way. Awesome. Yeah, I've had yeah, really lovely. 
lovely, really lovely, excuse me, way. Um, there's a couple of bits that I want to talk about before we get out of here this evening. The first one is, I'm going to try and bring out the uh, information on this so I get it right. I want to give a shout out to our friends over at Analog Wonderland because they are doing something new. And I'm going to sneeze. Excuse Bless me. You. I was telling the truth, see. Um, they're, they're releasing antihistamine tablets. They're releasing they? antihistamine tablets. So um, that's pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, not that. Although that would be, I think we can all agree, that would be pretty great. Um, no, they are doing something new and exciting. Uh, now, let me see if I can find the correct information on this. Um, now, Paul and the guys over there have been working with uh, Marina from If We Film for a while now, um, doing videos and doing stuff like that. And that is now going a big step forward is because they are creating uh, an Analog Wonderland photo lab. They are setting up a full yeah. mini lab, the Analog Wonderland, Wonder Lab, sorry, because um, mm. of course, which is really cool, really, really cool. Um, so uh, Marina is going to be the one who's the driving force behind this, um, making Analog Wonderland very much kind of a one-stop shop for all this. Um, so I think that's going to be very cool. This is something that they are starting and working on now. So I don't think mm. it's up and ready to go just yet. Um, but Marina's very cool keen on making um, photography into a sustainable thing. Um, yeah. So it's, I, I think it's going to be great. Um, it's going to be really interesting to see how it goes going forward. Obviously, as with everything else that Analog Wonderland has done, um, they're very community focused. And so they want to reach out to the community to sort of hear what the community is really looking for from a lab mm. so mm. get in touch with marina uh, get in touch with paul um sp you know let them know what you want from a lab um i think have they given us a contact address for marina uh, marina is a, a, if we film everywhere i think but um um you know reach out to them and let them know what, what you think would help make a good yeah lab um, yeah that's great it's great that business is doing so well that it justifies this expansion to a new arena isn't it definitely okay. i look forward to that yeah yeah really so you get cool. your film you get your process <laughs> yeah kind of, kind of get everything done and as is always the case it, it's i think anything that makes it easier for people who are just getting into it and it's one thing for us who've been shooting film for a while and we know mm -hmm. of different labs that are around like, oh, i'm going to send this to duncan at silver pan or yeah. maybe you know, yeah. send it to james down in london who we spoke to a few weeks ago or or maybe to ag or something like that because mm -hmm. you know there's we know the options but if if you've just bought a new camera for the first time and want to shoot film and you're really excited about it and you've gone to analog wonderland or wherever to buy your film um you have no idea where to go because you're not going to with the best will in the world, Silverpan and AG and um, James, they're not exactly um, super well-known brands to most normal people who are not actively engaged in the film photography mm. community. So uh, it's great that people are going to be able to go to a place that is well-known for supplying film and also be able to get that first hit of, okay, I can get my film developed here as well. It irons out the bumps, doesn't it? I think it's really cool. Really cool move for them. So um, watch that space with that. 
The other thing, and John and I mentioned this last week, is of course to say that the photography show is coming. So that's going to be, I mean, not Ooh. quite the same as the Experimental Photography Festival, but you know, it's going to be a fun get together. Uh, there's going to be lots we'll of We'll make it experimental. There. We will make it experimental. We can get up on the roof of the NEC. Yeah. And do some <laughs> Polaroid light trails. Fantastic. There you go, John. Maybe I should get a, I should get a black eye on my because I got one on my right eye, so maybe my my left eye just to uh, balance it out. <laughs> Sounds like a just lovely walk, idea. Intentionally walk into a wall. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah. Um, but uh, yes, so the analog spotlight is going to be there this mm-hmm. year. Um, lots of people we know with stores and stuff. We are hopefully going to have on imminently uh, either next week or the week after um, Hamish Gill, who is one of the driving forces behind it, along with Ruth, who is the um, person from Future Side who is organising also to speak to them and get a much clearer idea of all the fun stuff that's going to be going on there. Uh, there will be members of the Sunday 16 podcast team there. Uh, on different days. I think primarily Saturday, we're saying, is the main day um, of people being there. Although I think I've realised I'll be there on the Sunday because apparently my cousin's wedding takes priority. Which I don't know whether I can somehow... Mm. I know, right? Um, at least it's fairly local to the NEC. That's one good thing. Maybe I could do both <laughs> in one day. <laughs> um, Claire, do you think you'll be coming down at any point for this? Yeah, I hope so. Um, I know I, I'm doing a pro- uh, a project in September. I just have to check the dates. But yeah, if not, I'll be there. Awesome. I sincerely hope so because we have not met in person yet and I would very much no, like to do that. It's... Oh, no, we haven't. We haven't. <laughs> yeah, it is slightly bizarre. Slightly bizarre at this point. John, we've met in person. <laughs> I, I want to know what day you're going so I can avoid that. Um <laughs> We have got, as we mentioned on Backing Paper last week, we did reach out to the guys at the photography show and we have got a a code, a discount code. Um, Now, I'm going to make sure I get this right because as with all good (laughs) discount codes, there are um, things I have to make sure I say so I don't get it all wrong. Uh, Let me see. Where are we? Had the email in front of me two seconds ago and lost it. Okay, so the discount code, you can get a 20% discount off a standard adult entry ticket by mm. using the discount code SUNTPS21 that's S-U-N-T-P-S-21 and that will get you 20% off a standard adult ticket uh, now here's the small print cannot be used in conjunction with any other promotion including concession rates the code expires on the 15th of September 2021 and cannot be applied retrospectively uh, it does say also it might be worth mentioning that any professional photographers <laughs> see it doesn't apply to me because I can't even say the word <laughs> photographer <laughs> but let's say somebody like John f- professional photographers can apply for free at the photography show.com uh, so yeah did you not know that John <laughs> No, I knew that. You knew that, yeah. Or <laughs> if you're a real chance, you can try and get a press pass like me, which is still hilarious <laughs> to me. I love the lanyards that say Sunny 16 Podcast and then press underneath it because that seems like <laughs> the biggest case of false advertising ever. Um, but yeah, I'd I'm, rather have that than like professional photographer. But you so are boring, a professional photographer, John. No, I'd rather it said Sunny 16 Press though, press passes are way more fun. <laughs> they are, I mean, they are cool. I think that's fairly safe to say. Yeah. People cool. respond to you differently. Like if I go to a, a stall at the photo show as a professional photographer, people try and sell me stuff. Mm. If I go as press, nobody wants to talk to me, right? <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, you don't know that. Once you've got the Sunny 16 podcast name there, but like, oh my goodness, please, can we get some exposure on your Selfies. <laughs> Quick. We, we, we were discussing, the John, Aid and myself were discussing uh, a couple of weeks ago about what we might do. Because, you know, we, we want to, you know, there's going to be a cool place for us to get together. So I don't think having a walk around the show in the way that we did a couple of years yeah. ago makes sense. But we would like to do something, and um, I think John, it was you that came up with this idea that I'm kind of in love with of doing, of basically. Don't say, having... it, don't say it. Let's save. Let's save it. Let's save, save it. All right. Till... But we're going to have something. If if you're coming to the photography show, we go. We, we have this plan of <laughs> organizing something for to for you to do whilst you're there to give things shape. <laughs> Which we will talk about nearer the time. We will let you know beforehand. <laughs> and I think I think it would also work for people not coming to the photography show as well. So mm. all our listeners can get involved. Oh, there this you is go. very cryptic. Now I don't know what we're talking about at all. So this is going to be great. <laughs> Neither do I. I've just said that in the, in the hope that we can come up with something. Because <laughs> the thing that I was thinking of would be real, real <laughs> difficult for people who aren't attending to it. <laughs> well... We'll uh, definitely be double-checking on this before we announce what that's going to be. But we will be there. We'll, we'll hopefully be speaking to some of the people that are there and maybe recording some stuff as we have done in the past. But also, hopefully, yeah. we're going to try and catch up with a few of the people who are going to be there before the event um, and find out what's going on. So, anyway, that's coming up. Don't forget about it. It is happening the... John, what was the week it's happening? 18th it's of September. 18th and 19th. 19th, 17th, yeah. 18th. Uh, it's a Saturday, Sunday, Monday, the 18th to the 21st. And Graham will give free hugs out. Oh, my goodness. Get your... Oh, no. What? <laughs> Compulsory free hugs for everybody. Sunny hugs. If you, uh, if you don't want a hug, you do have to pay for that, I'm afraid. <laughs> Otherwise, you're getting hugged. Um, no, it's going to be good. I'm... I'm Really looking forward to just seeing some people again. It was so nice when we did the photo walk uh, around Oxford a couple of weeks ago or a month ago, whenever it was. I don't know. Um, it was, uh, and yeah, I'm just excited about getting together with people, catching up, and obviously raiding the uh, disabled photographers' um, store for all the goodies they've got there. So that'd be nice. Um, <laughs> Graham's pass is going to say press against me <laughs> yeah, that's a good oh one. my god it, it might now you said that i might add that on myself <laughs> um so yeah that's about um i just want to very quickly shout out to jasper i went and had a lovely photo walk out uh, with jasper on last monday evening i think it was um we didn't record anything because we were just too busy having a nice chat but it was one of those things that just reminded me that why I love photography so much because um, we just went out, I went and picked them up from Oxford and we just went out to a couple of locations around Cotswolds, around Oxfordshire, sort of my neck of the woods. And it was a lovely evening and I took out my um, Yashica mat, uh, my, I think whatever it is, but my, one of my TLR Yashikas, I can remember which one it is, um, which I love shooting with that thing. So that was really fun. It was a warm evening. We had fish and chips in this lovely place in Fairford. And it just felt like being on holiday. It felt like the most miniest of mini holidays. It was just one evening, but it was so nice. Jasper's lovely um, company. And we took some pictures and it was great. We saw some 
like this massive bull, which uh, when I realised we were wandering through a field of massive bulls, I was like, oh, hang on, I might have made a small technical error here, but they were fine, they were lovely. Um, it was great. So get out, see some friends, shoot some pictures, even if you're not getting on a holiday this year, go and do that, because that feels like a holiday when you get to do mm. that, because it's such a, it's a break for your brain away from doing other stuff. Um, and it helps you forget about work and stress and the fact that your motorbike won't fit back together even though you've got all the pieces everything's <laughs> fine i'm not i'm not having a hard time with don't hit it with a sledgehammer oh that's that's why it was in pieces in the first place um also just very quickly uh, uh not when i say uh uh let guys know about this because this was something i got given um so i'm going to show you guys look uh one of my clients very, very nice yeah this is lovely um one of my clients, my other clients, came out with a bag the other day. Said, "Oh, wants to give you this. This these cameras belonged to um, Derek. Now Derek is my client, or mm. and Derek is in his late eighties, and these were his one of his dad's cameras. And this is a um, Konica. Um, I think it's called the One. It's it's an old rangefinder. Uh, it's from mm. nineteen fifty three, made in occupied Japan, Looks and it's well. really lovely. It's just a really Looks lovely, lovely camera. And Looks so, in great condition. Yeah, it is. It's you know the, the focusing is a little. Actually, it's freed up quite a bit. It's a lot better than it was, but it's just such a nice thing, and it, it was actually really touching to be given this because you know this was his his dad's camera. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna, I, I haven't seen them since I got it, but I'm going to ask them how he came to have it because you know i don't know there's many of them around in this country uh, that's super cool so that was very nice and it's mm -hmm. a lovely camera so that's been my week going out for nice photo walks and getting free cameras Woo! <laughs> <laughs> winning uh, i think that about does it for this week guys do you have anything you want to let the listeners know about no i think we've covered everything no i don't think so nope well, in that case, I will just give a shout out again to Rachel's videos on Ilford. As you may have gathered, Rachel had to promptly bail. Um, but it was lovely to see her. Oh, my goodness. So lovely to see her. Uh, I think it's probably going to be a little while, I suspect, before we have her back on the podcast. See but you again. never know. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> um, so please do send all your well wishes in Rachel's direction because that baby's coming along oh so soon. Nine days. I'm sure it's punctual, right? That's the way. Was well, Harriet and punctual baby, John? Yeah, yeah, right, right on time. Oh, there you go. On, or maybe a little early. I can't remember. It was all a blur. It was all a blur, yeah, and has been ever since then. Well, we will play you out with Rachel's music from her fabulous band Roja, which you can find on Spotify and Amazon and Bandcamp and all the great places that music can be found if you would like to get in touch with us send us some emails um especially if you're getting involved we're going to talk about cheap shots challenge tonight but we've run out of time but just don't forget the cheap shots challenge is ongoing cheap shots challenge is taking place i saw we had another entry come through this week from keith durkin which i'm very excited to see um the subject is unwinding or unwind or relax or whatever you want it to be that that feeling of tension being released from your body after 18 months of going, oh, God, are we all going? Is this the end of it all? Um, whatever your photography, however you captured that in photography, please do share that with us. You've got another month yet, so no hurry with that. Um, but do get on it because stuff's coming in. Oh, and all the interviews that we've talked about that Claire has recorded during the uh, photography, experimental photography festival, we will be putting those together and that will go out on Sunny 16 Presents imminently, won't it, Claire? 
Yes, it will. So yes, remind us again will. who it is you spoke a to Barcelona, for that? A Barcelona special. Um, so we'll have a uh, presents about a bit more about the festival and um, you can listen to an interview with um, Gisler Natas, who, who worked with me on a, on a show about um, his sound installation. Um, Catalan photographer Cristina Fonserer, who was one of the curators for the Struck by Light exhibition. And you can also listen to Felicita Russo about her light painting. Splendid stuff. With that in mind, thank you so much for listening, everybody. Claire, John, thank you so much for joining me. Claire, it's lovely to have you back. It's lovely to be back. We will be back with you next week. Until then, thank you for listening, everyone, and goodbye. Good night. Goodbye. Goodbye.